episode 73, Time Runs Out, Part 8. Welcome to the comic book time machine. We have reached the finale of this ongoing series I've been doing pretty much since almost the beginning of the uh, yeah the comic book time machine. Well, actually, I don't remember when this time runs out storyline started, but I feel like I've been doing it forever. Here we are, part eight. Uh, since uh, well, just in case it's your first time checking this out, you're like, what the heck, part eight? What is time runs out? Well, it's an Avengers storyline that was going on prior to Secret Wars, and I. I do have to confess, uh, so far as I've been doing these uh, time runs out, I guess spotlights you could say, I've been reading just the issues that I was going to talk about and then not reading on until I completed the podcast. Well, I'll be honest, I, I have read on a little bit here past this. So uh, with that being said, even though I know a little bit about what's going to happen in Secret Wars, I will go out of my way to not spoil you on that. So feel free to just listen to this. No spoilers for Secret Wars. I'll, I guess it's possible I may allude to things, but I will go out of my way to not ruin that story for you. So, time runs out. Storyline that's been really just counting down to Secret Wars. And uh, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, I'm guessing, because there's only two issues to discuss in that final month where the banner said, in one month, time runs out, Secret Wars. I had just two comics. The first one is New Avengers, issue number 33 which came out on April 29th, 2015. And the final issue of Time Runs Out and the, the final issue of uh, Jonathan Hickman's run with the Avengers is Avengers, issue number 44, which also came out on April 29th, 2015. So um, both the New, New Avengers 33 and Avengers 44, that was the end of the Hickman run on both of those titles. And uh, I don't know for sure what's going to happen uh, with Hickman and Marvel after Secret Wars, but I heard he might be taking a break from Marvel Comics, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But uh, we'll start with New Avengers number 33. This was a crazy one. Uh, it, this issue was all about how Doctor Doom... Oh, and real quick, spoilers here on what's been going on so far and Time Runs Out, and basically all the Avengers stuff, so you should know everything up until now or just not mine being spoiled so we found out recently that dr doom had become this rabam allah character sort of a godlike character and so this issue is about how he became that character so there is a confusing opening where molecule man is uh taking dr doom on a journey through time he's showing him how molecule man so molecule man is showing dr doom how molecule man himself gained his powers and then he talks about the events that are going to happen to dr doom in the future you know, as I'm reading this, I'm wondering how Malcolm Man knows so much. I don't know that much about the character, to be honest. Um, I guess I mean I know he's was important in the original Secret Wars storyline from the '80s, uh, but I don't know the full extent of his powers here. So um, let's see. I I guess I, just to add on to that last statement about how I don't know a lot, it's been uh, it hasn't taken me out of the story, but because he's been a semi-vital character during. The time runs out storyline, I guess, in the sense that he keeps on reappearing. That's been a little bit of a weak point for me 
with the story, but that's just a personal thing because I don't really know anything about the character. But uh, let's move on here. Next, Molecule Man then takes Doom to the Library of Worlds. And this is a place created by the Beyonders when they still believed life to be a valuable experiment. So some of the things I'm saying here that I have in my notes, these are straight quotes from the book. Uh, of course, we found out that the Beyonder from the original Secret Wars was just one of his, one member of his species, sort of more of a child-like character, and that the Beyonders themselves are a whole group, a whole race uh, that seem semi-omnipotent. So here we see that the uh, mentality of the Beyonders has changed for some reason. The Library of the Worlds is outside of the observable multiverse and exists on a plane similar to the home world of the Beyonders. Now again, the scene is taking place before the scene that we've already seen in previous issues in which Doctor Strange discovered that Doctor Doom is actually Raybamala. So we're just kind of being caught up here. Uh, in the scene, then we find out why Doom took on the name and why he started his false re- false religion for the Black Swans. So Balkaman says, your sole concern is the Ivory Kings themselves. That's the Beyonders. You must stop the Beyonders. They are conducting their grandest of grand experiments, the simultaneous death of everything in the multiverse. You remember your first encounter with the child Beyonder? Again, this is still part of the quote that he's saying. It destroyed a universe in order to construct a play world out of the ashes. These are its betters with far more ambitious goals. So I do like the tie-in to the original Secret Wars here. Um, So you got to appreciate that for not just continuity, but just for uh, tradition and heritage and paying homage and, and all those things. So, uh, so even though it is time, but with that being said, I like that it's tying in, but I wonder how people, um, you know, like our friend Ben Avery, who's a huge fan of secret wars and he loved the beyond a character. I believe, I wonder how he feels about being retconned that now that character is just a child version of this race of being. So Ben Avery, feel free to let us know in the comic book time machine or just comment below on Facebook or on our website. Uh, also, for all of you out there that want to comment, you can send us feedback at comicbooktimemachine.com. Uh, all right, reading on, Molecule Man then explains that he is not a man like you typically think of humans. Whereas there are ver- uh, various versions of Doctor Doom across the multiverse with different personalities and uh, different characteristics, Molecule Man is not like that. He tells Dr. Doom, I am their bomb. That's the Beyonders. I am their bomb. I was constructed as a singular being across all of space and time, an old experiment of shared minds, a single consciousness shared throughout all of my infinite selves. He says that they changed or charged him up like a bomb. And when he dies, he'll take his particular universe with him. So basically, this is their, I don't know, what what would you say? Kind of their... uh, not trapdoor, but the the way the Beyonders can just call the whole thing, the whole experiment that is life, just set off all these bombs that are the Molecule Man and destroy one universe at a time or all the universes altogether. Uh, the, The Beyonders want to see what will happen when all of the versions of himself across the multiverse go off at the same time. But Molecule Man was originally a human. Uh, so the moment he got his powers during his origin story is when the Beyonders charged him up as their bomb. Okay, so then here's where we get to the plan. Molecule Man tells Doom that he has to travel the multiverse and travel through time, killing all of the infinite versions of the Molecule Man before he is charged up as a bomb. So kind of a crazy scheme, but also kind of epic in scope. Doom knows that even he can't do this by himself, and Molecule Man says, I know, 
you need a, to start a religion. We then see a time elapsed ver. It's kind of a time elapsed version of the story where Doom and Molecule Man are traveling the multiverse and they have killed hundreds or maybe even thousands of versions of Molecule Man and slowly Doom starts to get disciples. Uh, he builds up the Black Swans as an army and they do some of the killing for him. As the story continues, we learn that the Beyonders used artificial intelligence to do research for them. So now this is awesome for us as if you've been reading the Hickman run since the beginning. Everything is tying together now. So the map makers, who we've seen multiple times, going all the way back to the beginning of New Avengers, uh, what well, we did find out in uh, Avengers that these are actually just adaptoids. So the map makers or adaptoids, if you want, uh, they've worked for the Beyonders against their will, and now they're being controlled by the Beyonders. Okay, so that's that's the big backstory that we get. So let's flash back now to present day. We see that Doom has been telling Doctor Strange this story. And Doom says he's discovered the Beyonders' one weakness. While Doom is able to travel back in time to try to stop the Beyonders' plans, they are unable to travel through time. So they can travel the multiverse, but not through time. Uh, Although the Beyonders have immense power, they are linear, restricted to their own sequential timeline. So that's pretty awesome that Doom figured this out. Uh, The next scene then was confusing to me because I don't know a lot about Doom's motivation quite yet. But Doom, Molecule Man, and Doctor Strange transport themselves to this rip in space that we've seen in past issues. And this is a great, this is kind of a great big gateway to the Beyonders world. Their Doom calls out to them and promises to wipe their name from history so that no one will remember them. So he's sort of provoking them here. Uh, the Beyonders respond by setting off all of the Molecule, bom- molecule Man bombs across the multiverse. So Doom, Strange, and Malcolm Man are all seemingly killed. Kind of a crazy scene, and it feels like, oh, that was kind of pointless, Doom, why'd you do that? So then back on Earth-616, we see a scene where Reed Richards and Black Panther are talking, and Reed says that the multiverse inexplicably just went from hundreds of thousands of universes to less than two dozen. And we actually have heard this, but this number before, so this must be the scene where he got that number from um so it's taking place before some of the things that we've seen in the recent comics so that happens then we get the text next secret wars and i really like this issue this is a i mean definitely it had to be there just to explain how everything tied together but i still felt really interested in the story it wasn't just expository it was it was uh, interesting to read through so that's the end of that series new avengers now let's read the end of avengers uh, again this is avengers number 44 so this is a, an oversized issue but it'll actually take me less time to talk about than the last issue because not as much happened so here we go um oh, and i should say this story really jumps all over the place so here we go while trying uh while tying up the loose ends i guess, I guess this is one thing i will say while tying up the loose ends that will bring the series to a close uh this issue also does a good job at opening the door for Secret Wars. So, um, I don't, f- uh, I could see somebody possibly just picking this one up and going straight into Secret Wars 1. It wouldn't be the best experience, but I think it is a little bit possible. A little bit. So, I'll walk through this issue as things appear on the page, although some of what happens isn't in chronological order story wise. So, just be aware of that. So, first we see Steve Rogers and Tony Stark meet up for a conversation. This is taking place in the past after Steve is aged to his older self. Uh, There's a whole story behind that I won't get into. 
And then it's also during the Superior Iron Man era. And again, there's some things behind that I won't go into right now, but that's where this is all set. Captain Universe shows up during this conversation and accuses Stark of lying all along. He knew that they couldn't save the universe, but he lied about it and went ahead and created the Avengers machine anyway. He also allowed the Illuminati to proceed with other Earths dying in the process. Uh, so then, so that's kind of bad. But back in present day, Tony is being a hero. Remember last month we saw him flying in a spaceship to stop the cosmic armada that was set to destroy Earth. And in this issue, we see Tony use a kind of a sun-powered energy blast to destroy the entire armada and save Earth, at least temporarily, because you know we are heading towards Secret Wars. So I don't think he's going to be able to ultimately save it. But uh, he accidentally blows a chunk out of the moon as well. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's significant, but interesting uh then we flash over to the ultimate universe and ultimate reed richards tells his version of nick fury and hawkeye all about the incursions and what's been happening and then he introduces them to thanos and maximus from the cabal and they're from earth 616 of course and he lets them know that they have to prepare themselves for battle with another earth this is he's telling the ultimate nick fury and ultimate hawkeye that they're going to fight with another earth so thanos then warns hawkeye and fury that his universe has great heroes so they have to be well prepared for a fight. Uh, interestingly, the the ultimate versions of Fury and Hawkeye are on board, and they find out that after all of the incursions and all of the collapses, there are only two Earths left. And so we're down to Earth 616 and the Ultimate Universe. So then back on Earth 616, the Avengers and the Illuminati are trying to figure out who should uh, be saved on this lifeboat that Reed and uh, Black Panther and some other people have developed. And uh, essentially this lifeboat will be able to survive the collapse of the multiverse. And I mean, I don't know what they're exactly thinking is going to happen, but whatever is left afterwards, there will be some people that will be able to kind of live through that, survive that. So uh, kind of a big decision there. I don't remember. Well, I'll read on here in my notes, but I don't remember if we know how many people can fit in that lifeboat. So then Steve Rogers leaves to spend his last hours on Earth in a fight. <laughs> he puts on an armor and attacks Tony Stark. This is, I mean, he's really mad. They have a knockdown, dragout fight. Uh, and the whole time that they're fighting, there are scenes from the past that are kind of juxtaposed into the fight scenes. So Steve wants Tony to admit that he knew there was no saving Earth. And Tony finally admits it. He says, I lied. I knew. And Steve replies, you knew the whole time, he's yelling here, you knew and you told no one? And then Tony says, I know, I know. Do you know what I would have done differently now, Steve? Nothing. So, man, Tony Stark pretty much ended up being a villain in Hickman's run of the Avengers. Not a good guy. But I don't know if it has to do with the events of Axis and the whole superior Iron Man thing or if he's just a jerk. So then the narrator brings back uh, back some common words that we've heard throughout Jonathan Hickman's run but weren't quite sure what they meant until now and so here it is I'll read it it started with two men one was life and one was death and one always wins everything dies so with that the issue ends but we do see a logo that says there is only secret wars and we see that just as an incursion happens and the shield from the ultimate universe attacks earth 616 so i mean a great conclusion to the overall story that's been told and it does have the strong sense that hickman has known exactly where this was going since his first pages of uh, avengers writing way back in i think it was 2012 that he started 
writing those two books, Avengers and New Avengers. So great job, Jonathan Hickman. Awesome story. I really enjoyed his whole run. There were there were you know obviously ups and downs, some slower parts, but overall, I was a huge fan of this run by Hickman. So uh, that's it. You have joined me for the final installment of Time Runs Out. We're not going to, as far as I know, I don't think we're going to cover Secret Wars month by month, but maybe we'll give a, after it's all done, a nice concluding thoughts or statements on it. Uh, So that's all for now, everybody. If you have some comments on what's happened in Time Runs Out or what's, you know, as Secret Wars is going on, if you want to comment and, and hear from us on our thoughts, you can write us at feedback at comicbooktimemachine.com you can always comment on our website or on facebook we're on we're on twitter at comic time so for now that's all from here i'm matt anderson signing off